Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Pack, your weekly podcast for your games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three neat perspectives from varying skill range. I will be the ladybug this episode, Andrew, and with me, our stink bug, Keith, Hey. and the one who always sucks, our mosquito, Liz. Hey guys. If anyone thinks I'm also too harsh on Liz, <laughs> 90% of the time, she's actually the one who comes up with her names for herself. No way. You're just so mean. So this week was Keith's pick. Nope. This week was Liz's pick which was Hollow Knight by Team Cherry. Hollow Knight is a 2D action platformer, uh, Metroidvania style. And it reminds me a lot of it a little bit like the Dark Souls of platformers because it steals some elements from Dark Souls and it is also very, very difficult. But going around, Liz, was this a game or a pass for you? You know, I always get nervous when I don't care for a game and it's loved by people. You know, same with Outer Worlds. Like it just has diehard fans, but I gotta give this a pass. I'll just, I'll just say that. Just a pass. <laughs> just a straight pass. Uh, for me, I am going to just put this in my own new category, which I call Not Ori, which is what this game was for me. It was just Not Ori. So, is that a game or a pass then? <laughs> Both. I like that you no longer like saying game or pass, and you no longer like giving scores. I've never been you good just, at I get roasted you every be time. I get roasted for my scores. And so, you know, I just, I give it my review. I give it my best. All right. So Keith gives it a not Ori. So for me, I will admit, I actually hated this game at first too. I struggled with it. And I was like, I don't, I understood. Like I saw too that this game was really beloved. And I was like, I don't get it. This is really awful. But the more I did play it, I actually did start to fall in love with this game. So for me, it is a game, but be careful. <laughs> we'll say that. So the story is the first part where I think this game takes a lot of notes from Dark Souls because it makes no sense. Keith, can you tell me what the story is? You're a bug who's also some sort of knight in a kingdom where some things happened, I think. And there was some <laughs> other knights. And when you die, your ghost exists, and then you fight your ghost to just become whole again. That's the story I understand. Yep, that's kind of the gist I got of it, too. <laughs> I was like, all right. Because I was excited at first, because the cinematic at the beginning is like, oh, really kind of interesting. And it's very cartoony. Looking at this, this looks like a kid's cartoon. And yeah, you see like the spirit trapped in chains and kind of breaking free. And it's like, oh, man, some ancient evil's waking up. But then it's... You wandering around, not really knowing what's going on. Your character doesn't speak at all, just kind of stares blankly at people. You're stumbling across caterpillars you have to save, and you're killing emo beetles. Yeah. I didn't, I feel like they gave you so little that I just didn't care. Yeah, so like in Dark Souls, to actually figure out the story, you have to dig. And so I actually looked up the story online, and... It's okay. Like, it's it's kind of interesting. It has elements to it where I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But a lot of people explain the story. Even they, who clearly have put numerous hours in this game, are kind of confused on the story. They're like, so this thing happens because of reasons, I guess. So, yeah, the story's a little odd. It sounded so convoluted when you were listening to that guy talking. And then you explained it to me. I got so bored and I felt bad because I'm like, you're telling me this really, really long story. And it was just so boring. Maybe it's obviously I didn't look into like the game page and stuff. I was just hearing it from other people. 
no interest. Well, one thing is I that bad. <laughs> no, I don't think so because I never dug too deep to try and find the story. One thing I do think is interesting, though, that you pointed out, Andrew, is that your character just kind of blindly stares at everybody. But every character you walked up walk up to, the option is listen. So I don't think your character even speaks at all. I think it just listens and. No, that's true. And I don't know that it matters for anything, but I, I did notice that. It's kind of just interesting as an action item where you don't usually see that in games. Are you a bad guy? I don't think so, but maybe. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure it out. That that was my theory for the longest time. Or purgatory? And in the end, <laughs> no, no, that was, no. Purgatory, surprisingly, was not my theory of this game. It's always on the list, but, though. I know, it could have been, because it's like, oh, this is a purgatory for bad people because you're reincarnated as bugs. But no, I... I hearing the story, I still don't fully know. I want to say no, you are not the bad guy. <laughs> but it, it's just the story is just really confusing, which is unfortunate because I love the set pieces. I felt like this game was really designing this grand picture of like this bustling city, this metropolis that was thriving, and now it's filled with zombies and carcasses, and it's just really macabre. And it, it made me interested, but then looking up the story. Sorry, oh, you're welcome. So yeah, it was it was part of my word of the day calendar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just, it kind of made me sad. So I don't think this is a game you're going to be playing for the story. So then you're probably asking, why do you play this game? And I guess it's because of the gameplay. No. Let's <laughs> let's strongly disagrees. It felt so clunky to me when you're. I mean, at first when you're jumping. It just wasn't fluid. I remember, like, with Ori, you had, like, the, the wall bounce and stuff. And there's certain things that I expected to get along the way. But I felt that it was so slow to get things. And then when I would get something, I'd have to travel all the way back to try to open up another area. And they do have, what are they, the stagecoaches or whatever? Uh, stag stations. The stag stations. But it would bring you to, like, one part of the area. So if you had to go to the other part of that city or whatever it was i mean it took forever i agree with that because my biggest complaint with this game is there is a lot of unnecessary and repeating of travels there yeah as liz was saying there are these fast travel points at the stag stations but they always are located in the most obscure locations there's i don't know a good 12 different areas you're going to probably more than that but there's a good amount of these areas will have one significant thing that's important about him like oh this shop is only located in this world uh the nail smith is only located in this world so it's like okay so i'm gonna be revisiting this location a good amount of times surely the stag station will be right by it so i don't have to keep traveling the entire area just to get to this shop nope they're always on the complete opposite end and i did not understand that design it to me i felt like i was wasting so much time doing pointless traveling yeah and you also have to find benches so that you can rest or save the game and if you die, you don't return where you were, even if it's a boss fight. So you have to make sure to save at a bench near them or you're traveling very far. And I swear, whatever game is next, we need one that we can like save whenever <laughs> we need to or pause it whenever we need to. I feel like every single game we've been playing lately. Let's get pauses. Just, no, but you can't save it. Like if, yes. if something comes up, like you can't just save your game. You have to find and you can get a charm that shows you where all the benches are, but it's probably very far away. Well, one thing that is interesting, though, it, it, the game kind of keeps itself, it seems. Like, so if you quit out of the menu, into the main menu, it will 
leave you where you were. Like, you can always load back to where you were. I don't find myself ever losing progress in this game, if, I guess. Oh, I always did. Like, what, any money that I got if I didn't go to a bench was the lost. The bench was really more, from what I could see, it was a matter of, like, where you would go back to when you die. It was your last save point. But everything in the game really would just always be constant. I don't know if I'm wrong about that, but that was the vibe not I got. Not for money. Well, the reason why it may be for Keith and not us is we have we share we normally play on the same Xbox, but we have different accounts. So when I sign into my account, it closes all your games and apps. But Keith is the only one that's signing into his Xbox, so it will save his progress in where he's currently staying, because the Xbox will stay in like a ready up state that you can just load up your game right away. Oh. But yeah. since I keep changing the profile, it closes down all the games and apps and completely reloads the game. I swear it was even when I just I had changed games though and came back to it, which would have closed it out. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, that, that'd be my theory. But I actually, because I, I never tried that theory, Keith. I always I, tried to save at a bench. I mean, I did too for the most part. But I'm pretty sure it was just like it because if I remember too, when you close out of the game, it was it says something about saving where your progress is. For me, I did it multiple times, and every single time I I lost what I found on the map. I lost the money, so for me, it, it didn't work unless it was at a bench. Oh, uh, okay. Then then Andrew's probably right then, I would say. We're but I'm also close. not sure. <laughs> I mean, I so, don't know. If someone's out there, they, out there, they could uh, fact check us for us. I also think, too, that it's kind of frustrating when you play a game, you don't realize, like, when you die, you have to, like, fight your ghost, which, first of all, I didn't realize you had to fight him, and he killed me once, and then I went back, and then because he'd already killed me once... I lost all the money, and I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know he attacked me, and I didn't know that you lost everything. Yeah, that's actually, that brings up a good point, because this is another thing I didn't, why I also think I did not like this game at first. There's zero tutorial. There's there's nothing telling you any sort of the movements, any sort of the gameplay. Like, did you guys know you could parry? I kind of figured it out. Well, let's say figured it out. I noticed the fact that there's a weird clinking sound every now and then, where I assume is the parry, if I hit it just yep. right. And you can only parry certain things. So anything that is kind of metal-based or like a melee attack, you can parry. So some projectiles you can parry, but some you can't. And it's like a lot of these mechanics, it's like, I feel like it would be nice if they kind of explained it to me. But yeah, there's, there's just this game is very much trial by fire. You just got to figure stuff out. Well, see, this is where I definitely agree that it's very much a Dark Souls meets platformer. Even though I never played a large amount of Dark Souls, I know what it is. I've played some of it, and I understand. Well, you played Ashen, and Ashen is very reminiscent of Dark Souls. Well, true, and and we've played plenty of games that I think have very much a vibe of that, but this game is just, it's a platformer of it. It, You guys were waiting for me to, to start up tonight. It's because I got stuck at this one point and I was determined and I sat there for a solid 15 minutes just repeatedly dying, going back, getting my body and starting the same sequence over of there's this weird mob fight where you have a small area, a ton of enemies and it's, I guess I would say what frustrated me is there wasn't even some dance to it because it was just sheer dumb luck. There was so much. Was this the Coliseum? Uh, It sounds like that's probably what it was. I don't know. I was somewhere near King Station, I can tell you that. Wave after wave, and I swear I took out like five waves at one point, and they just kept on coming, and it was a giant bug and flying bugs and everything. Oh, 
Yeah, you're probably talking, there's a good amount of areas where, so there's a good amount of bosses and mini bosses in this game. And then every once in a while, yeah, I noticed they would lock you in a room and do kind of a bunch of waves of bugs that you'd have to fight. So that's more than likely what you hit. And those were infuriating. Oh yeah, because at least with the bosses, you had that sort of dance where it was slash, dash away, slash, slash, dash, and watch for this projectile, watch for that projectile, and you kind of knew what you were getting into. This was just madness and mayhem, and there was just no, I don't know, just you either beat it or you weren't going to beat it, I guess. Yeah, I thought, too, like, talking about the enemies, I thought some of them were stupid easy and then crazy annoying. Yeah. I, I felt like there's very little in between. All the flying bugs were obnoxious. Except <laughs> for the first one that's just, like, stupid and just goes back and forth. But I felt like... And I hate comparing it to Ori because... I mean, I was reading online. Everyone was talking about Ori. But when you're playing Ori, it's so fluid. Like, I saw Andrew going through these tunnels with thorns. And it just felt so clunky watching you. Because you'd have to dash. It wasn't like... It didn't, like, flow. I, I agree with that. And so for me, all of those things... Because I actually tried that a little bit with the thorn areas. I, I hated it. Well, I think there's a reason for that. This game does something interesting that Ori doesn't do. Your jump is dependent on how long you hold the button. Well, Ori did that too. But it's so much more sensitive to it the is. point where yeah. it feels... It feels different, I guess, because like, and even to the point where if you're in midair, it doesn't seem to give you any, it doesn't give a good arc, I guess. If yeah. you're in midair, it kind of just stops you dead wherever you are. And that's, I think, the difference between what Ori did and what this doesn't do. Because I think these games, as similar as they are, are pretty different. Ori, you could tell, was meant to be a platformer, jumping around type of game first with combat second. In this game, I felt like combat was the main focus and platforming was second. I don't get that because, I mean, I played the five hours and I stopped <laughs> because usually I play a lot more. What I got to is I got a little bit of a longer sword. The shooting was the same. It took up a lot of your soul that you also use for healing. So I barely ever used it. I thought the fighting was very basic. Does it get better? A little bit because it's... As Keith is saying, like, it starts to develop a little bit more of a dance. Once you get your dash, once you get your wall jump, these abilities, they take a while to get, which was also kind of a miss for me. I I think this game took too long to kind of hand you some of the skills. But once I was getting these skills and I was able to traverse better and kind of get in these fights, I noticed, like, the combat was a lot more fun. You would actually have to do, like, kind of a pogo attack by, like, jumping on monsters and hitting them on the head and keep bouncing off them to kind of do some of the platforming. It was really kind of interesting how they did the combat. I really noticed intricacies with the combat when it came to the Colosseum of Fools, which was the Colosseum fight that you did, which was crazy hard. That was so infuriating. That's a whole side note because, oh my gosh, those fights literally took like 45 minutes and at the end, if you lose, you have to start all over again. That was that was frustrating. But anyway, I the combat to me, like I felt like there was more interesting boss fights a little bit with this. Because like Ori... They were cool looking, but I don't know. In this one, I felt like there was a, just a lot more bosses and you kind of had a lot more kind of interesting things you had to do with them. They had different moves. Yeah. Different styles. Which I don't get what you said earlier about jumping on enemies because when I was playing, if I jumped on an enemy, it hit me. Yeah, you had to do your sword. You had to swing your sword down and it would actually launch you a little bit up in the air. You essentially do like a pogo. 
So you couldn't I... just jump on an enemy's head. You would have to swing your sword at him to bounce off I need off a tutorial him. for this game. I know. You really did. Because that's, uh, once again, another mechanic that was not explained, but it's very important. You, you kept telling me over and over again to hit up. And I thought you meant jump and then swing. And you were like, no, you can swing up. And I was like, what are you talking about? That Yeah, that's another thing. Well, this is a game I dove into the wiki on. I try not to with a lot of these games, but there's just so many weird items that you're not understanding. Little moves like that. It was the first time I actually looked this up, and I think I knew I could swing down on enemies and kind of pogo, but I didn't realize there was these little purple mushrooms that you could yeah, trample. Yeah, that took me forever too. Could yeah. not figure out what I'm supposed to do with them, and then I looked it up, and I felt like the dumbest person ever because i couldn't figure out to swing down on it but it it didn't explain it to you and it didn't really i don't know that that downswing didn't ever give much more than just a direction outside of those purple arrows or purple mushrooms i feel like yeah well you probably noticed keith there was a couple times where there's large bugs that have giant shells on them and like your normal attack doesn't do any damage you're actually supposed to swing your sword down on them and and do a pogo like move off of their back. Oh. Yeah, for the longest time I'm like, oh, I'm just I need a skill or something. Like I thought I needed to get some sort of item, but then it finally dawned on me after the purple mushrooms. Wait, maybe I should swing my sword on them like while jumping on them. It took me the longest time to figure that out. Never thought of that. Yep. So, if you're listening to this and you're interested in playing this game, as you could probably hear. You should definitely look up some YouTube videos before you start. Just like a couple for like tips and tricks. Because it is very unfortunate this game does not have any sort of tutorial. But what did you guys think of the boss fights? Because there's quite a bit in this game. From mini bosses and then to obviously obviously the larger bosses. I remember one was really irritating. I almost got her and then I was like, do you know what? I'm really done with this game and I handed you the controller. <laughs> Yo, that was the uh, your first fight with Hornet. The girl with the long sewn needle. Yeah, I, I didn't find it fun. I feel really bad. I feel like I'm like bashing this game. But I just didn't get any initial investment to get my interest. So it felt like a chore. Like the, the boss fight felt like a chore to me. And I just wanted that chore to be done by you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I fully understand why you don't like this game. As you people are probably hearing, this game is not meant for noobs. I didn't know half of this. And I, I kind of feel irritated that I went into it not knowing anything. Because now it's like, if I knew this stuff, maybe I would have liked the game. But that, that like, was the no. issue, because we didn't know it at first either. No, and it, it is weird, because I will say, I initially was really liking this game. All I found, and this is where I'm just in this weird state of, it's not Ori. I really enjoyed playing the game, but I was rage playing the game at so many points. <laughs> it, I, I was, was like, like that at the thing. beginning. But then, it, like, once things were clicking with me, I was really enjoying my time with it. But for me, I like the boss fights. The bosses, to me, were simple but difficult. A majority of the bosses only had about, like, three or four different attacks. But they, obviously, like, it wasn't easy. Like, nothing in this game is easy. Once you can kind of figure out, like, the bosses would kind of would telegraph some of the moves that they're doing. So once you kind of figured that out, it's like, okay, I understand what this boss is doing. And you kind of understood what you're supposed to do. And they weren't too long, which I did appreciate. Some of them. Some of them were kind of frustrating me. There was some where I'm like, how is this guy not dead? The one that irritated me the most, it was this, it was a ghost that you fought. So it was an optional boss and it had no eyes. I think it was called like the no-eyed bug, but it just kept teleporting around this map. She herself wasn't doing any attacks, but these ghosts just kept coming in and out of the map. 
and it was infuriating. I got so mad at that fight because you're not fighting anything. You're just chasing this person and dodging these stupid ghosts. Oh, that fight took forever. That one infuriated me. But overall, I loved the design of the bosses. I thought they were really cool. Like the dung beetle. I don't think any of you. I don't know if you guys saw him. Dung defender. Yeah. Yeah, I fought him. He was a real pain in my dung. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I actually didn't. Bo- I didn't mind his fight. I. I don't think I died on him once. But I loved his character because he sounded like um, kind of like a French circus Ooh. performer. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. That's actually a really good impersonation of him. Yeah, I know because I fought him a lot, a <laughs> lot. And it, and I agree with you. His fight, this is the weird thing about it. His fight wasn't that difficult. I think maybe it's just the way I play video games. I get too impatient. So when I have the fight like his where it's just a lot of back and forth, him just waiting for him to pop up and take my easy swings at him, I'm getting so impatient and I'm just diving at him and getting hit when I shouldn't be. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know. If not... You're welcome, everybody. I live near a train for now. But uh, the bosses I thought were really cool design. That's like another thing that made me sad about like not having a good story. Because a lot of these bosses, it's like, ah, oh, this look character looks like it have an interesting backstory to it. But you don't really know about it. Some of them you can kind of dig into and kind of learn about, but it's it's not easy. Do you learn more about the characters that you know the shopkeepers? No. Oh, because I thought they were really cool, too. I mean, I thought the designs in general were really great. I mean, that's, like, the, my biggest compliment of the game. I thought it was beautiful. I agree, but also disagree. Oh. The, overall, I loved the design of everything. I thought the characters were fantastic. I absolutely loved the environments. My only complaint felt like it was a bit too dark. There were some moments where it's just, I wish there was just a little more light. Because sometimes it was hard for me to kind of see and appreciate the environments. I understand some areas were like obviously like dark caves and you needed to get like a fly as a lantern, but there was somewhere, I don't know, like even the beginning, I, I felt like it was really kind of hard to appreciate it. Because especially too, this game is a lot of grays and a lot of like whites and blacks and I don't know. So like the color palette isn't too bright and colorful. Some areas are. I never felt that way, which really? is really weird. Yeah. Even at the beginning, I love the style with the like lanterns and everything. That, I was thoroughly impressed the entire time. Although one thing I do have a question about is in the background, there are all these, like, I guess they're totems or something, and you can hit them and knock them over. Why do games do that? Why are they there? Just cool design. I think to make the world more livable. Oh, so, like, when you're traveling, you can just, like, swing your sword and, like, have something to do. Well, it makes, like, action kind of interesting. When you're swinging at people and rocks are breaking around you and you're clearing paths, kind of thing like that, it's to kind of add design to the fights. Oh, gotcha. Like, style to the fights, that's the word. I thought that the places were pretty diverse, too. Oh, yeah. I loved the worlds. From, like, Green Path to the Fungal Growth to the Hidden Village. Or, no. Yeah, I think it was the Hidden Village. It's one that's, like, covered in spider webs. Really cool. But also, like I said, very macabre. You're just going to these areas and it's, like, littered with just dead bugs. Some scenes are just, like, really kind of grotesque looking. I love the fast travel scenes, too. The, the little cut scenes. Oh, yeah, the stag beetle. Oh, it's so cool. Well, there's that and, and really the cinematics, too. All of them seem really dramatic. I don't know. I really appreciated playing this, like, on my big screen. There's some games I you want to play on a smaller screen. You want to have, like, that small frame of view, all these things. But this game, I just wanted 
the big screen. It was very cinematic, and I liked it in so many aspects. I agree, it had just a very dark, grayish eh, type of color scheme. But at the same time, everything felt so alive. Like, right down to the, the ground, you would fall in. Sometimes it was just a mess of dead bugs on the ground. Or not dead bugs, but, yeah, just, I don't know. Junk debris, yeah. Yeah, everything. I liked all of that. And beyond that, the music, too, was quite awesome. I It was one of those types of games I felt like it just kind of faded into the background a little bit. But those little things, like when you came up to your ghost, that just eerie little sound. Oh, yeah. I, the spooky, I hated like, it and loved it at the same time. Yeah, I love the sound design in this game. Also, too... This was surprising for, for me. So normally in a game like this, when you're fighting a lot of the same monsters, I'm sure people are probably like, oh, this is going to annoy the heck out of me. Especially, too, as people have probably listened to some previous episodes, repetitive noises irritate me. But I actually loved the noises of a lot of the monsters in this game. Uh, one of my favorites was the mushroom. The little mushroom guys that always were rah, 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 and like would chase you. It oh, was the, the funniest toad? thing. It was like Toad yeah. from Mario. Yeah, and it was the funniest thing. I always enjoyed finding out because it always made me chuckle. I think I would like that. I think that's cute. But there was one that you were next to me when I was playing, and I was like, why would they pick that? It was like, ooh. And I was like, ew, oh. I hate it. Oh, yeah, one of the things kind of kept making me no moaning sounds. I didn't even want to repeat it. Yeah, I did not like that. And I was just picturing somebody in, like, a sound booth doing that, and I'm like, that's what you chose. <laughs> that was the choice you went with. Yeah, there's, like, a spider that sounds like it's hawking a loogie at you. There's, like, these worm guys that literally, like, scream when they're chasing you. But uh, surprisingly, oh, these noises... I hated those things. Oh, yeah. Those they're... ones sounded like a cartoon character, for sure. Yeah, but surprisingly, I don't know why these noises did not bother me as bad. I feel like they did spread it out a good amount. Yeah. It, there was There was maybe one or two three four whatever like a very small amount of like base characters but outside of them that would just show up in every world all the other characters or enemy types were different and yeah in the same and so along the lines of the kind of the worldscapes of it all of the enemies felt very different and i liked how they did that a lot yeah it was impressive you get eventually get a hunter's journal which essentially kind of keeps track of you can get that a little story. very early actually sorry to cut yeah, you off, it, I didn't realize it. I got it very late. Oh, you did? Oh, I got it pretty early. I, I luckily stumbled on him pretty early. But yeah, he gives you a journal and kind of gives you a backstory of some of these creatures that you're fighting. And then if you kill enough, he gives you more information. And yeah, where I am at, I think I'm like 17 hours in the game. The book is really long and it's like, wow, I kind of didn't forgot how many monsters are in this game. So I'm really impressed with just kind of the diversity of the monsters in this game. Granted, none of them are too crazy different normally when you come up to a monster you can kind of see okay he's going to be a melee or this guy is going to be ranged you can kind of quickly figure out and see what they're going to do to you but they still were quite different enough and I, I loved it um but did you guys ever also too did you guys think this game looked like a kid's cartoon like if it wasn't for playing this game more and seeing obviously the scenes of disemboweled bugs like when i saw screenshots of it i thought this game was gonna be kind of a cutesy fun really light kind of game because of its art style, like it, to me, it looks like it would be something on Nickelodeon. The only thing that made me think that is the main character. Yeah. Everything else, adorable. looking at the trailer and stuff, I didn't get that vibe. But yeah, the main character is so cute. You just want to pick him up. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to say, like, maybe 
an Invader Zim type of style where everything has like a weird blocky angly look to it. Yeah. I can see that. In in that sense actually kind of fits that same model. In the, yeah, in, it actually does. <laughs> like Invader Zim is very dark. So if you want to equate it to that from an animation style, yeah, I can give you that. But I don't know if I'd say it's like Nickelodeon kiddish. I just, I was not that, it didn't look as dark as it was. I will agree with you there though. Yeah, and I think that's why it first caught me off guard when I was like, wow, this game is very hard. Because I thought it was meant to be something lighter and easier. See, I actually thought it was going to be way easier than it was because... When I picked this, it's because a couple weeks ago, I thought this was Keith's pick. I played five minutes of it, found out it wasn't Keith's pick, and I was like, hey, that was kind of fun. And then I didn't realize how hard it was because I only played like five minutes. <laughs> Sorry, Liz. <laughs> oh, quick question I just remembered too I wanted to ask you guys about the platforming. Did it, did it irritate you guys that whenever you fell into a pit or something like that, it kind of reset your character? Yes, because if it only does one damage to you... That's the same as taking a hit. It just took way too long for it every time. For me, I what irritated me most about that was also the inconsistent, like, where it reset you. Sometimes it would literally put me right on the platform that I was on. Then other times it would, like, send me back to the beginning. And I'm like, what the heck? I was in the platform farther ahead. Why did it send me back so far? But I, like that was the other thing that caught me off guard. Because in Ori, if you land on spikes, your character just says, ow, and, you know, becomes vulnerable for a second for you to jump out of it. But in this game, it, like, blacks your screen and resets you somewhere and then, like, minuses you some health. So, like, that was really irritating me with the platform, especially, Liz, as you were saying, like, that, that area where I was doing the, uh, the thorns. And it was just getting so infuriating. Like, that's what was kind of frustrating me with the, about the platforming was the fact that it always reset you. See, I didn't experience it that much because I didn't get as far. <laughs> <laughs> but I did see that when you were playing. So if you're playing this on Game Pass, you're going to be playing the Voidheart Edition, which the Voidheart Edition includes five free DLCs. I'm, from what it sounds like, I think this game came out incomplete, and they just came out with the DLCs to kind of finish up the story and kind of close up some of the plot holes that they had. Because playing through this game, there's I haven't gone to any area where I'm like, oh, this is clearly this DLC, but like I I know I have experienced some of them. So. The game, I think, blends in. The DLC blends in really well with this game that you don't really notice these sections where it's like, oh, this is new content. So it's now a complete game, but fortunately, the story, I think, still is very confusing. And this definitely is also not a game that you can beat within a weekend. Uh, for time to beat, you're looking for main story about 25 hours. If you're looking to do the main story plus some of the extras, you're looking at 37 and a half. And then, of course, you can unlock harder difficulties for this game once you beat it. And so a completion time of this game is about 53 hours. So that was the other thing I was really surprised. Both me and you, Keith, were talking about it. I I can't believe how long this game was. I'm like, oh, I feel like I've got to come to the end. I feel like I'm making progress. And it's like, nope. There's three masks you got to collect to break this seal. And I've only gotten one. And I'm, I think I said like 17 hours in. I've got none of the seals. And I don't know any of what that's about. Quite frankly, I, um, yeah. I'm oh, about, you haven't got to that part of the story? No, I'm like seven hours in. I, I know where the, what, the Black Egg Temple is. Is that where you bring yeah. the seals, I guess? Um, yeah. yeah, I did none of that, and this game is just long. Just long, <laughs> long, long. There is achievements, though, that you can beat the game in under five hours, which I think is less than 1% of achievements yeah. on Xbox. Or Microsoft. I don't know if I don't know if it counts both. I really want to look up a YouTube video. There's got to be a YouTube video of it. 
Because that's insane. I can't sit and watch it for five hours, but it does. It's got to be impressive. I mean, the achievements in general were ridiculous. Yeah, I was really disappointed in the achievements in this game. Because looking at it, Keith finally beat me this week. That's how much I dislike the game. <laughs> I got 3 out of 63 with a whopping 15. Dang. Andrew, 14 out of 63. You got 90 gamer score. That's so sad. I can't believe I put 17 hours and I only have 90 gamer score to show. Keith, you got 6 and a whopping 30. Boo. Yeah. I crushed it this week. <laughs> so this game absolutely is not for achievement hunters. Like, this makes me sad that I'm now going to see this game on my list with such a pitiful score on it. That's so, so weird. Hours. I feel like I got so many more achievements than that, but I guess I didn't. I mean, I oh. clearly didn't, but I thought I did. That makes me sad. So, yeah, definitely don't recommend this game for achievement hunters. I didn't have any fun ones either. Yeah, they didn't. Because they didn't drip feed, and I was looking through them, and there weren't any that I was like, oh, I want to get that one. It was just like, collect this much of this. Like, find this many stages. Yeah, complete the game in under five hours. There was a couple achievements that I also saw were absurd. One was to complete the game 100% in under 20 hours. Then there was one to complete the game 112% under like 30 hours or something like that. And it's like, how is a game 112%? Well, I assume like, that includes the DLC. But... Yeah, but that's still bad math. But looking online, people love this game. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I get it. I was having a lot of fun with it. It's just, it's hard to get in. I will admit, because I hated this game first. Speedrun games, though. People oh, yeah. love speedrun games. And that's what I feel like this game became. And kind of like Dark Souls, right? Like, people speedrun Dark Souls, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, speed, people speedrun just about any game. Well, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> anything like with this type of difficulty, if you can speedrun it and, you know, obviously far crush the numbers that they put put on expectations of people, you're just going to win every time. Oh, yeah. But uh, getting to our final thoughts, Liz, tell everyone what you thought of uh, Hollow Knight. Again, I feel real bad. <laughs> people love this game. I feel like I'm giving it a very generous 73. I can't give it higher than that. I resented. <laughs> I I regretted picking this game. And it's I feel like I just I just don't get it. And I think the 73 comes from the art style. That's that's it. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll take from here. I go back to this game is a lot of fun. I love platformers. I wanted to play this game so much, partially because I just I wanted to get past parts that were just infuriating me but it just made me want to try that much harder there's aspects of the game like the fast travel it's wildly underwhelming at some like you have it it exists but it doesn't exist it's not worth it but i think i give this game like an 81 it's it's just cinematically good the graphics are good the music is good i actually kind of enjoyed it while i hated it I think it's a good game. I just, I'm not good at it and it frustrates me. So for me, like I said at the beginning, I hated this game at first. Even I was like, man, I'm going to put five hours of this game and not touch it again. Because <laughs> I've had some friends tell me like that they absolutely love this game. So I'm like, I don't, I don't get this game. It's just, it's maddeningly difficult. It just infuriatingly frustrating. But the more I kept playing with it and once I finally got at least the dash, I was like, okay. This is moving a bit better. I'm enjoying the platforming more. I'm enjoying the combat more. So I wish this game gave you more skills sooner. Because I played about four, three or four hours before I finally got the dash. And it's like, I felt like it took too long for me to get. 
Like in Ori, it was just quick. Here you go. Here's this ability. Here's this ability. But yeah, once I started to get some of the abilities, I was really having fun. I was, you know, able to avoid attacks better. The combat was getting more fun. Once I was finally able to upgrade my nail, because it felt like the nail was so weak. And it would take like 20 hits to kill the most basic enemy. Once, yeah, once the ball was rolling, I was really having fun with this game. I don't like the story. The story first intrigued me, but then after looking it up, I'm like, this is just unnecessarily convoluted. The art style and the music is gorgeous in this game. So it may take you some time to kind of get to warm up to this game, but I think it could be worth your time. So for me, I'm giving it a solid 90. Yeah, do I, I like any platforming games? I feel like platforming... You really liked Ori, I thought. No, she was okay with Ori. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah. I just, maybe this isn't my style of game. I can't think of any that I liked. Um, Mario. Mario Odyssey. Oh. Yeah, Super Mario Odyssey is <laughs> a platformer. Granted, it's a 3D platformer. You may not like 2D platformers. Maybe that's it. But yeah, looking at Metacritic, something that I found that was really interesting, and I will say that this game had a lot less reviews than Ori, but the Ori scores compared to this kind of shocked me because Ori in the Blind Forest, 88 and 8.6. Ori in the Will of the Wisps, 90 and 8.8. And in this game, critics, 90. Users, 8.6. Wow. So this is like right there with Ori. Although it was mostly compared to Dark Souls, there were three zeros in the user category. Was one of them from the Frenchman? Yes. Oh my gosh, he's back. Yes. <laughs> he's back. And I, I did do the... Google Translate, and the word turd just kept coming up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's awesome. But anyway, a classy review. the other two, one person who gave it a zero, feels like a natural 2D version of Dark Souls. It is also one of the greatest Metrovanias ever made. The other zero, there are way better Metrovania out there. This is overhyped. So, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's actually a little bit higher, but which I do think is really interesting that this was compared to Ori, I feel like, as much as Dark Souls. Those are very different games. They are. It's just because... I get it. I just feel like yeah. every comment was Dark Souls, Ori. Dark Souls, Ori. And I mean, that's kind of how... I mean, because people tend to just naturally compare games to other games. I mean, heck, we do. Well, and then also it's the internet. So as soon as two people or people start latching onto something, just two opposite sides all right well i think that's gonna do it for us this week uh, thank you all so much for listening i have been your hardcore gamer host andrew you can follow me on xbox live at firebird01952 if you want to send us an email we are at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com we're also on facebook at gamepassgrabbag we're also on a bunch of other things you can just google us because i'm sure you don't want to listen to me 20 minutes spouting out stuff so keith why don't you tell people about yourself i'm still keith and you can smash that like button for us. And I'm Liz the Noob, Gamertag, coming on Dean, and I'm on Twitter, at Liz the Noob, Noob is EW. I also want to say, I would love if people kind of more came on our Facebook, because there's a handful of games on Game Pass that we've talked about where it's like, oh, this would be a lot of fun to play with people, and we thought about doing episodes on them, but we're like, is there really much we can do an episode on? So we would love for people to kind of get together sometime and we would love to play some games like maybe like Rocket League or Golf with Friends. So if there's some time that you maybe want to uh, play with us, start hitting up on our Facebook page because we'd love to play with you guys. If you want to defend two teams on Rocket League, then I am your teammate. Oh, yeah. If you want someone who scores a lot on his own goal, pick Keith. (laughs) Ew. But yeah, so that's going to do it for us this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode.
If not, well, there's always next week. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Bye.